0: Hi, I'm Ross Porter, and welcome to Stranded, CDs for a desert island. Hands down, my favorite CD of all time would have to be Live at the Village Vanguard by Bill Evans. Well, for sure, Giant Steps by John Coltrane. Joni Mitchell. One would have to be the essential Billie Holiday. Duke Ellington. Kind of Blue. Sticky Fingers. Beatles. The Who. Todd Runyon. Oscar Peters. Dave Brubeck. Songs in the Cave of Life. If you were marooned on a remote island, With no prospect of returning home, which CDs would you want to have to help pass the time? For most music fans, it's a difficult question. But what if you're a musician? Hmm, the prospects could be even more challenging. This edition of Stranded that you're about to hear is based on an interview that took place in 1998. With countless Grammys and Junos, Rob McConnell is one of Canada's most successful musicians. For 30 years, he's led the Boss Brass, one of the premier big bands in the world. Rob is with me now. Good to see you. Thank you, Ross. Nice to be with you. It's been 30 years now for the uh, for the big band. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this summer. Summer of 98. And do you remember the, the reasons that you got the big band going?
1: Well, it was just, uh, in, in my case, it was a term of unemployment, When Rob is unemployed, I have to go out and, you know, think of something. I mean, if you just wait for the phone to ring, sometimes the wait gets to be long, you know. So I just uh, thought at the time the Canadian content rules were coming in to play and uh, the radio stations in Canada are going to be uh, really stretched, uh, playing uh, Paul Anka and Percy Faith and the other... Canadians, So, just, uh, uh, I thought of the name, Rob McConnell and the Boss Brass, I'll write it, I'll hire musicians, and we'll go ahead.
0: I want to do a start off, I think, rather appropriate that we play something from the Boss Brass' most recent album, mm-hmm. play the jazz classics. Mm-hmm. Here's Rob McConnell, the Boss Brass, and Little Darlin'. Rob McConnell and the Boss Brass with Little Darlin, that's from their CD, play the jazz classics. Rob McConnell is my guest. What I want to do now is play some of your Desert Island picks. Up first is The Peacocks by Jimmy Rolls and Stan Gatz. Why this one?
1: Well, I think it's kind of a classic record of uh, Jimmy Rolls as kind of a overlooked uh, generally, although, of course, you know who he is, but... You know, you, if you did an on-the-street interview, you wouldn't get many people that knew who the hell Jimmy Rolls was. But uh, he was a great, great piano, jazz piano player. And, uh, you know, his Jimmy's um, influence with other musicians was huge because Jimmy's always finding nice songs. You know, uh, Stan was uh, perverse enough to, you know, when he got a chance to produce an album, he he produced it an album featuring jimmy rolls which is well it's pretty perverse i mean if you got a chance to produce an album you you would probably go to somebody way more famous i mean i would you'd be thinking well i'm the producer of this album let's get somebody important stan gets was, in his own way uh, twisted enough well let's get somebody really unimportant <laughs> and make him a star of course he didn't but uh, it's a lovely album
0: and a big influence on Diana Krull. She He's one of the, uh, the people that Diana studied with.
1: Diana met Jimmy, and uh, Jimmy was most kind to Diana. Uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy was most kind to everyone. But I mean, certainly took Diana under his wing and, and was helping her with her, like the thing of comping and singing at the same time, which Jimmy, you know, had a certain amount of trouble with doing. It, it, it presents problems. How do you take care of the piano playing and and, and singing at the same time, which, uh, to Diana's credit, has done very well doing that.
0: This piece that you're going to play features Jimmy on piano, but it also features him singing. I'll never be the same. I mean not a not a well we'll have a listen to this and then we'll
1: talk about his I soon. can't I can't get far enough down to
0: impersonate his voice, but isn't it wonderful? But not a great <laughs> singer in the traditional oh, sense, no. but it has its own charm.
1: Yeah, oh for sure.
0: Here's Jimmy Rolls and Stan Getz, and this is I'll never be the same. I'll never be the same stars have lost their meaning. Jimmy Rolls on piano and vocals, Stan Getz on saxophone. That was I'll Never Be The Same, and that is from the uh, CD The Peacocks, one of the uh, desert island picks, my guest Rob McConnell. Did you know him? Did you know Stan? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I played with him several times.
1: And uh, as uh, Zoot Sims said, he was a bunch of, he was a nice bunch of guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he was the first schizophrenic I think I ever knew. He was your pal one minute and your dead enemy the next. So he was a complicated guy.
0: The next pick is Bob Brookmeyer from an album called Gloomy Sunday and Other Bright Moments.
1: So this is uh, about uh, fifty-nine, sixty, I think, and uh, certainly is a, a, a hallmark or benchmark of, of big bands. There was a bunch of big band recordings. The other one was uh, Gary McFarland uh, did a Broadway show album. How to Succeed in Business? How to Succeed, yeah. Thank you, Ross. And um, it's mostly the same personality, uh, very, very hard-to-top New York animals at the time, uh, Al Cohn, Zoot, Phil Woods playing lead alto, uh, Mel Lewis playing the drums, uh, Clark Terry, Doc Severinsen, you know, I mean, a whole bunch of wonderful musicians and... uh, Verve Records at the time were commissioning people, you know, to do these great things, and uh, I think this uh, "Gloomy Sunday" record is uh, really uh, my all-time favorite big band album. And uh, I haven't seen any real anything really to change my mind about it. I still think it's great. And uh, "Detour Head, which is the tune you're going to hear, is is um, was written uh, by uh, Herb Ellis. And uh, this is a great arrangement by Bobby, uh, like kind of featuring an orchestra with with all its colors, you know, like uh, bassoon and oboe and percussion. And uh, Eddie Costa was a percussionist on this.
0: All right, let's have a listen. The CD is called Gloomy Sunday and Other Bright Moments. Here's Bob Brookmeyer in Detour Ahead. Miles Davis and Gil Evans, and that was I Loves You, Porgy, from the uh, CD, Porgy and Bess. That's good. Turned good.
1: Well, Gil Evans, Miles, uh, George Gershwin, pretty uh, heavy hitters, aren't they? Uh, I guess Miles' uh, collaboration with Gil was one of the heaven-sent uh, arranger, bandleader... Instrumentalist uh, things of the you know the twentieth century really in jazz certainly
0: and why this records though there, there there were several CDs several records that the the two of them made
1: yes they're they're like miles ahead and uh, uh, the Spanish one um, sketches of Spain sketches of Spain they're all wonderful I just thought that they the the Porky and Best one, with uh, Gershwin's music, just kind of uh, they really got that one. I think Gil Evans at times made a mistake in writing some original music from time to time, and and, and going an original way when he really was an arranger. You know, his his forte was arranging other people's material. His forty wasn't composing, or his own material, in my opinion. Uh, I think the Porgy and Bess, uh, you know, record is a perfect example of that. It's so beautiful.
0: What's your strength? You talked um, about Gil composing, well, arranging. You do both of those.
1: Well, uh, arranging, sure, sure. And I have to. I try to do it in a kind of no apology way is that I am a good arranger and I love arranging pieces that are composed by other people. Well obviously I'm good at it, so why screw that up by insisting on writing original tunes? Well I just don't.
0: Your next pick is by JJ Johnson and the Robert Farnon Orchestra. This is an album called Tangents that came out a few years ago. Why this
1: one? Well, I think it's a wonderful album. Uh, JJ was responsible for it, obviously. Talk somebody into doing an album with a lovely orchestra conducted and arranged by Bob Farnon. Bob Farnon is uh, known as the governor in arranging circles. He is the favorite arranger of maybe the top 20 arrangers in the world. So Bob is, hmm for the most part, senior to all of us. He's 82 years old now in 1998. Born in Canada. Yes, he's a a Canadian still. He still has a Canadian passport.
0: But based in Britain.
1: Uh, Yes, he lives in Guernsey. And uh, he just brings to uh, the arranging palette everything that uh, Brookmeyer, Gil Evans, Thad Jones, myself, uh, Bill Holman, Bob Florence, uh, uh, who's uh, Johnny Mandel, who's his, uh, Johnny Mandel is a pretty good arranger. Like, you know, five-star arranger. Who's his favorite arranger? Bob Farnum. Okay, so Bob really knows what the hell he's doing. And he's, he's kind of an arranger that composes as he goes along. There's, there's stuff that he, you know, things that he does that nobody knows what the hell he's doing. And it's mostly composition with the, within the arranging circle, you know? he just kind of goes off into deep left field here. And, well, how did he do that? Or where was his inspiration for that? or What the hell is he doing now? You know, like it's very, well, what he's doing is composing within an arrangement. And uh, this tune of Rini Rosnes is a wonderful tune, but uh, Malaga Moon. And uh, I think that Rini must have, I, I've actually talked to Rini, but I didn't bring this up. You must, you must have fainted when you heard this arrangement of your song with J.J. playing so beautifully and, uh, and Bob's uh, arrangement, uh, his arrangement and recomposition.
0: Here's J.J. Johnson on trombone along with the Robert Farnon Orchestra. J.J. Johnson on trombone, and that was Malaga Moon from the album Tangents. Rob, there's not a lot that's known about you outside of music. What kind of person are you?
1: I think what what you hear. Uh, I don't have any hobbies. I have had hobbies over the years that I've given up uh, because they interfere with music. And uh, I like being busy. I'm very. Um, I'm on the short-tempered side of the scale. You know, I'm a band leader. After your heart attack,
0: it's just been one or two. I've had two now. How have you changed your life so that you don't have a third? Actually, not at all,
1: if you want to know. But you know, it changes for a short time, and then I'm bad to back to... I don't know. I have uh, family heart disease, so I don't don't really think that. Um, if I'm a really bad boy, uh, drinking, sleeping, never sleeping. What's the words? Uh, uh, sophisticated lady, <laughs> drinking, eating, eating, drinking, sleeping, never thinking. Well, I'm pressing the envelope there, but uh, I'm in good shape these days, actually. Um, I'm overweight. I drink too much. Uh, uh, I'm on some uh, medication for this and that. But I'm Ross. I'm mostly on fumes now. You know, I'm sixty-three years old. I've outlived my dad by fourteen years. I'm going to outlive my elder brother. So, um, I'm quite a strong guy. You know, so I'm not. I'm not. I'm not concerned with any of this. My cardiologist is not concerned unless he sees me uh, really misbehaving, which he has
0: a couple of times. <laughs> your, uh, your next pick is from the uh, the Singers Unlimited. Robert Farnon is involved with this project, too. It's a, an album called Sentimental Journey.
1: Well, this is a wonderful, there is a wonderful club of arrangers that were uh, lucky enough to work with Gene Perling and the Singers Unlimited his vocal group that uh And these were came. jingle singers based
0: in Chicago, right?
1: Yeah, but Gene had the high uh, was his uh, first vocal group who were on the road. And I think Gene was nominated for 14 or 15 Grammys during the 50s and 60s with the high And uh, the Singers Limited came along after that, and they were jingle singers living in uh, Chicago at that time. And they did a Christmas album uh, that they just sent out to friends, uh, you know. It was a merry, it was a Christmas gift for clients and stuff. And Oscar Peterson heard it. This is a real connection here, you see, with Canada. How how these things happen. And Oscar was recording for a German record company at the time, MPS, more, more perfect sound is what MPS stands for, and um, in Willingen. and. Uh, so that led to the Singers Unlimited first album, and they recorded 14 altogether. And uh, the arrangers involved from time to time, I still think their best albums are the acapella albums that there's no orchestra on. I mean, why screw it up? But uh, the arrangers that were involved were uh, uh, Pat Williams and Claire Fisher and Roger Calloway, and, of course, Oscar and his trio and um, some others, all good ones, and uh, myself. So I was really in very, very high exalted company. This is just kind of, uh, oh, the ultimate uh, vocal group with the ultimate orchestra arranged and conducted by Bob (laughs) Farnon.
0: Bill Evans' trio in My Foolish Heart from Live at the Village Vanguard, recorded back in the early part of the 60s. Nice pick. Bill Evans, is, uh, is for me, is one of the uh, the top guys. Oh, yes. Uh, I don't think you'd
1: get any argument from any jazz musician <laughs> of any instrument. The universal quality or the quality of Bill was that he just did it, and he didn't talk about it. Uh, he was maybe... I heard a couple of interviews of his uh but he he just was exemplified the musician that was so deep into his music that he that's all that mattered in the world to him and people picked on that i mean picked up on it it was amazing you know so many people maybe have the same quality and nobody picks up on it or or they say oh that's i'm tired of that guy showing off bill just every gig he did and every solo he played uh, just uh, commanded respect and quiet and uh, almost, I'm sure that, well, I don't know the feelings of other people. I know that I was just mesmerized by every record. The Vanguard record, uh, Everybody Digs Bill Evans, uh, on and on. Every record that he ever made, I had them all. I ruined them all listening to them. I ruined them all trying to figure out what the chords were.
0: Your last pick is, uh, is a fellow that, uh, I mean, he's a friend of yours. He played in the in the Boss Brass, plays the same instrument that you play.
1: Oh, Ian, yeah. I forgot what it was.
0: Yeah. Ian McDougall. The album is called Warm. Anything you want to say before we play it?
1: Well, I think Ian uh, McDougall plays the trombone exactly the way it should be played. He has a very. And what a nice title for an album. Warm. He has a wonderfully uh, warm way of playing and a warm sound. and he 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 blows the the trombone with enough air that the real sound of uh, that instrument uh, comes out. Uh, I won't I don't think there's much else to say. He's my favorite trombone player
0: of my life
1: and one of my favorite people. So
0: that's easy. You've seen McDougall and how long has this been going on from his C D warm? Rob, thanks. Thank you, Ross. Enjoy this edition of Stranded.